Welcome to the Mississippi Golfer Podcast. From courses and tournaments to players and personalities, this is your home for everything Mississippi Golf. Let's get started. Here are your hosts, Paul and Matt. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Mississippi Golfer Podcast. Matt, how you doing, man? Doing good. This uh, summer is, seems like it's slowly flying by, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I feel like, I mean, I had somebody told me today, I feel like we need another month of summer, and everybody's ready to go back to school and get back to normal, but it's like they're, we've been in summer for six months. It feels like we've had about two weeks. Yeah, it really does. It's been bizarre, to say the least, um, and I, f- I feel like this is going to be that way for a while. I think you're right, but again, I really enjoy that there's golf on TV on the weekends right yes, now. I think that's that's very very much a good thing. It was good to see, you know, a real a good tournament this weekend. You know, Memorial at Jack's Place. You know, obviously the second week at Jack's Place, but this one definitely looked like it had a different feel to it. It felt more like, you know, what we'd expect his place to look like, and it's still weird not seeing people out there. It's weird not seeing clapping and noises and it's just it's just bizarre yeah it's it's real weird and then it's even more weird like if you saw i don't know you saw the pictures after the round and i saw that they're i mean i was like i don't think they've watered those greens in a week <laughs> they and probably they, haven't and they didn't have to because they're tearing them up this week okay I didn't, and I then i saw that. a picture in the middle of the of the last round that the grounds crew were behind literally behind the groups and they were tearing up the number five green while the leaders were and they weren't even done playing yet wow they weren't wasting any time (laughs) they're ready to they're ready to get those things up and out but so that gives you the opportunity to to get some greens fast when you don't care about getting them back that is the truth yeah you don't just skin them and they can make them put 15 (laughs) if they wanted to like playing on straight concrete yesterday (laughs) afternoon but but fun to watch and then also fun to you know see another another mississippi boy the same mississippi boy davis riley getting another win on the corn ferry tour this weekend yeah getting his second win of this season and you know played well um one by two shot 70 69 66 67 on the weekend so you know really came in strong on the weekend and and you know closed it out uh, pretty handily made a couple of birdies coming in where he needed to when it was tight when he was tied and whoever i can't remember the guy's name that he was kind of fighting against but Dave's yeah, made taylor it. pender so i don't know much yeah. about him but he was right there but yeah talking about his stretch you know finishing out starting on 15 he holed out from the bunker on 15 before then he threw it in with it 18 inches on the par three at 16 then he just just lipped out on 17 before he went to 18 with a one-shot lead all he basically needed to do was tie was a par to win he uh, stuck it in, approach shot, inside two feet, tapped in for birdie, one by two. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw the video, but thank goodness there's Twitter that show me some videos about the Corn Ferry Tour. But, I mean, stepping up on the 18th hole, just needing to make a par. Yeah. And, I mean, he was just aggressive. I mean, he hit it up above the hole and spun it back to two feet. And, I mean, that's that's impressive to me. Instead of yeah. hitting it out to the middle and be like, oh, I'll just kind of cozy it down there. I mean, he's like, I'm going after it. Yeah, well, I mean, he knew this guy was closing in, and, and even with the one-shot lead, yeah, he birdied three out of the last four holes, uh, shooting 67. Yeah, that's that's strong. I mean, that shows what kind of player he's he's got the talent to close that out when he's got somebody, you know, breathing down his neck um, trying to take him down. So, uh, you know, he he, nope. he played well. And, I'm, again, I just wish we could have watched that on TV. I mean, I know – 
televised coin fairy is going to be few and far between, but uh, that would have been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, no doubt. And we talked, we've talked so much about how talented Davis is and, you know, we've watched him since, you know, I mean, he's been talented for a long time, but to hear him talk in his, in his press conference interview, whatever you call that thing after around when there's nobody there and they're just <laughs> standing in front of the, right. of a, of the step and repeat deal, but he's just talking about, how he's been working on his game and he's glad to see that you know it's working and he's like every golfer says they're trusting the process and the process is working for him and not just you know he's not resting on his laurels he probably got in his car and he's driving up to Springfield to play I think this week is a price cutter up yeah, in, in Springfield right. Missouri so yeah he and his roommate who's Will Zaltoris who was he won last week in Colorado and is number two on the rankings. They've obviously been been hitting it hard in Dallas, getting some practice in, and it, it's been working. So it's, they're both, you know, have are, are are playing really well and got a little roommate rivalry going there. I think. Yeah, he said he said something about we just want to see how many trophies they could get in their house. Yeah, which hey, that's fun when they can be friends, be roommates, and still like they compete. Like that's yeah, that's as good as it's going to get. Well, I mean, you know, two for Riley now that gets him one win away from that battlefield promotion yeah which uh, hasn't happened since 2016 when Wesley Bryan did it and it's only happened 11 times in in Corn Ferry Tour history so he'd be on a pretty short list of players that can do that and yeah theoretically assuming I think that carries over he's got this year and next season to do it so yeah, I would say the odds are favorable that he could pull that out. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, he that's his goal. I mean, he left Alabama early thinking that he had the game and went and did just that. He went, took the first step, got fully exempt to play on the Corn Ferry Tour, has won a couple of times. If keeps going like it was, he can either get this battlefield exemption if he wins one more time or there's going to be, you know, opportunities for the top-ranked guys, the top ten guys, I think, after the – end of this is all so confusing it's freaking pandemics after the 2020 season for those guys to play some tour events to get a little bit of like hey we get it this stinks you get some tour and the other thing that wouldn't surprise me there if he kind of played his way on the tour that way right and Um, that's very possible to get at least get some some more starts that way just by finishing in that I guess it's the top 25 mm-hmm. each week, or maybe top 20. Top but, 10 on PGA Tour, yeah. 25 on Corn Ferry. Right. But. And I, hopefully he'll get an invite to the Sanderson Farms. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'd, he'd be a great sponsor's exemption for the, our, you know, to get here to Jackson. And uh, who knows what other opportunities may come through that fall season from some sponsor uh, exemptions. And, um, you know, who knows what he can do with those. But, yeah, kind of looking how he played. I pulled up his stats for this week, and they're, they're pretty solid. I mean – um driving distance was 310 that was 16th for the week uh fairways hit he hit 60 almost 70 percent tied for 19th 68.1 percent tied for 37 the greens and regulation sand saves just over 55 percent tied for 30th but putting 26.2 putts per round tied for second um that was really what got him separated out and looking at his um last two rounds where he shot 66 67 he had 23 putts on both rounds. <laughs> um, so, obviously, some of those he – was, he was making – obviously, he had some short approach shots. He was hitting the ball well and hitting it close. But he was making some putts, too. Um, and that was obviously what separated him this week. Um, you know, putter can do that. You can get yeah. hot on the putting. You can – even though his other stats were, were good, they weren't, you know, just amazing. But 
Yeah, he 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 was putting lights out, and that was that was what separated him this week. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that probably separates him. Period is how good of a putter he is. I mean, he is very proficient in all of the areas, but he has always been and continued to be an a, a great putter. Yeah, and you would think these southern courses, um, you know, I guess he's putting on these you know Bermuda in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. You would think it's a similar type grass what he's used to playing here in Mississippi or while he was at Alabama. So it would make sense that he would putt well in the south. Yeah. Being that um, it's somewhere. I know he played a lot of cane break while he was in Hattiesburg. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously Alabama plays a lot in, in college through through the south. So I'm sure that doesn't hurt either. Yeah. You play well on something that you're familiar with. And it'll be interesting. I mean, like we said, I mean – I'd be interested, and I probably will take a look after this week, like going up to Springfield, Missouri. I mean, he's going to be playing on bent grass, and it's a it's a whole different animal. Right. I love I love a bent grass green, but it's a whole different animal than a than the Bermuda greens. And you know, it'll be interesting to see how he fares up there this week. Yeah, he's playing well, so I mean, I, I hopefully that won't be too big of a hurdle for him. But it will be different than playing in, in the ninety five degree heat in San Antonio. In San Antonio. Yeah. I'm sure it's not going to be. It's going to be hot anywhere, but uh, I know it was pretty blistering down there in San Antonio, just like it was here this weekend. Oh, for sure. I think I think the only other guy, only other Mississippi guy this week that made the cut, did Chad Ramey yeah, make Chad the cut? Yeah, Chad Ramey was in there. Um, I think Braden and Jonathan both missed the cut this week. Yeah, they did. Ramey finished uh, 24th, uh, seven under, which was uh, nine shots back, 71, 70, 70, 70. So inside the top twenty-five, he's he's still plugging along. Um, he's having a sneaky, really good season. He so. is, yeah. Um, he's had a couple high finishes, but he's been right there. He hasn't missed a lot of cuts. Yeah. Um, and hopefully his time will come. He can where he can get in that winner's circle and 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 get a piece of this too. And um, but I think he's keeping himself inside the top twenty-five oh, in yeah. the standings. I think he's right inside the top twenty-five right now. And obviously, that's. I mean, the fight's going to be for the next year in that time in that 25 like you got a long time to keep playing well so yeah hopefully he can hopefully he can keep it up and hopefully the other guys like it's good right now for guys like Braden and Jonathan who have a whole nother year to get to the you know to kind of get the games in form coming on around and, and go you know that's, yeah it, it golf like you know as we all know is a game of I'm not hitting it great right now but I'm real close yeah and you know, it's that it's going to take me a, yeah. in a short amount of time, and that can change quickly both ways. Exactly. So exactly. Hopefully, you know, we're always rooting for the best for all of them. So, but if we transition a little bit. I mean, Davis is a Mississippi guy, but I know he he's claiming Dallas as home now, and he's claiming the home club as Merido out in Dallas, which is a nice nice track. We had a the Southern Am was was hosted at Merido out in Dallas. Carrollton, if for if you know anything about Dallas, but it's <laughs> if you get technical, um, yeah. Right. If we want to get technical, but we had a we had a few guys that played pretty well. Do you have that? Um, have yeah. those results around? Yeah, Wilson Fur. Uh, and a lot of these, this is, seems like it's primarily a college mm-hmm. group that plays in this. I mean, there are some you know high end uh, you know amateurs, but you know again, kind of like our state am here. It, it's a lot of college guys. Uh, we definitely had our share of them. Well, Wilson Fur was our highest. Um, ranked, uh, he finished tied for 13th, uh, 74, 73, 66, 6, and 75. So, um, had one really good round thrown in there, finished even par total, which there were only 
nine players par or better total. So, <laughs> so I have gotten the chance to play Merido one time in a scramble with a four caddy. Um, a scramble with a four caddy. Yes, I said scramble with a four caddy. That is, uh, you, um, that's, that's it is a interesting. That is a unique situation. But this course was, I mean, it is top top notch. Right. I mean, kind of in the middle of just suburb-like industrial parkland, and you turn off on a little gravel road, and there's this incredible golf course back there. It's not – I mean, it is lots of trouble, Um, really hard course, and I imagine set up for the Southern AM was even harder, and being as hot as it is right now, I mean, I can't imagine just getting around four four times. Yeah, I'm sure these guys were uh, – uh, it was a long four days, I'm sure. I'm sure this – tell me how hard it is. This would be a great track for a pro like Davis Riley to spend mm-hmm. time on. And, and that's he, where – that's his – that's where him and Zalatoris play. Like. Yep. <laughs> that's where – I think that's their home – what they're considering their home course right now. And the guy that's the – I can't remember his name off the top of my head. It might be Troy Denton that's the the instructor out there that, that Davis and I think both both Davis and Will Zalatoris work with. Um, yeah. Yeah, Wilson was kind of our uh, top player. Uh, Charlie Miller, um, tied for 54th, 75, 72, 71, 80. Seemed like their final round, the round four, had a lot higher scores than others. So I may have just. I may have just taken the flag sticks out and said, hey, you got to guess where they are. It sounds so. like. Uh, Jackson Suber, who plays at Ole Miss, was a one shot past Charlie, tied for 57th, 75, 73, 73, 78. Uh, going down the list, C.J. Easley just missed the cut. Uh, he's from Oxford, plays at Auburn now, 75-76. Uh, Cohen Trollio, the young kid getting in there, uh, 79-76. He was plus 11. Isaiah Jackson, the State Am winner, uh, had struggled a little bit, 80-78. Uh, and then uh, Jackson Wedgeworth from, from the coast, uh, 74-85. He had a rough second round there, but um, – yeah, yeah, got some of our better college players in there, and I think we were pretty well rep- represented in that. But the field in this thing is is incredible. Is, is is as good as it gets, and that's that's fun to see. Even the guys that you know make the cut, miss the cut, to have six or seven guys from Mississippi competing with some of the best amateurs, you know, really in the world. Yes, is is super impressive and speaks volumes to their game whether they made or didn't make the cut you got to do some work to be able to even get invited that just shows the level of talent we have right now kind of in this college slash you know older junior kind of Mm -hmm. range right now we we have probably the best crop of players and we've talked about this in the past and you know in in a long time um and, and you know just to have enough players playing in this i think is is saying a lot yeah, no doubt, and I think it's just fun. You know, every week there's something. I think, you know, he said Charlie Miller made the cut. I think he finished top ten in, a, in another big one maybe even last week. I can't remember what it was. It could have been the north-south. It could have been yeah. – who, who knows? They all run together, but these guys are out there playing and all the time, and it's – I we got to get some of these guys on soon because I just want to hear, like – I mean, they missed half a season of their college yeah. – you know, their college season, and – this is, you know, this is their college season right now yeah. for them. So, well, who knows what the fall season is going to look like? Yeah, there is no telling what's going to happen with any of it, and it's just, you know, I'm just excited again. Like I let off with, like 
one, that these guys are out there playing without much fanfare. Two, that the tour is out there playing to give us something to watch on TV. I mean, obviously we're going to have a little basketball and a little baseball starting here pretty quickly, but, and we've had the MLS, sorry, soccer fans, and we've had women's soccer, sorry. I think you had a little NWSL in there. fans. Um, but yeah, but golf has had this chance to really be in the spotlight and to be one of the only games in town. And I hope we've benefited from that. Yeah. Um, as maybe more casual golf fans have maybe checked it out just because I just need something to watch that's sports related because it's been such a long drought for everything else. And, you know, football's in question. Um, mm-hmm. I saw someone said the Raiders are talking about playing without fans yeah in their I, brand new bazillion dollar stadium yeah, that's, that looks that's, like the death star yeah that's that's a shame for them going to a place like vegas where there's so much hype and and then just to kind of just kinda be the have this be your first start year with, start with a whimper but hey if we can get it on tv i think we'll be okay uh, that yeah so we'll see lots of lots still to happen there but um but well, yeah there's yeah, some, if we keep talking about things, I know, Matt, you you know more of this firsthand, but there's been a lot of junior, like younger junior golf going on. You want to talk a little about that? Yeah, I mean, junior golf kind of took a hiatus, but it really hit it hard this summer because you know, these kids have had nothing else to do either. So you know, MJGA has been going. Um, you know, they had the Pros of Tomorrow, which has been around. I mean, I remember, I remember playing in that back in the 90s, and I, that's been a, a longstanding tournament at Tupelo Country Club. So and then they've got the uh, state junior next weekend, um, yeah, not this weekend but the next at Northwood in Meridian. So that'll kind of be the end of the summer cap. Then you've got for those in the Jackson kind of central Mississippi area, you know, the U.S. Kids is going. Um, you know, that's that's we've had three events. I've got an older my oldest plays in that, so we've been doing that and sweating to death out there <laughs> every Sunday the last couple of weeks. And so yeah, there's there's things and it, it is different i mean they're doing things a little bit differently you know we have to you got to bring your own scorecards and you know, they're, they're not putting <clears throat> scores up there's no leaderboard you're so it is it doesn't have the same feel to it but at least you're getting to play there is competition and it's just kind of what has to happen right now to be able to have anything so um, that has been nice to, to to have and and um yeah at least to kind of fill the summer with some golf. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think any kid that's out there getting to play anything, uh, whether it's golf, whether it's playing a a few baseball games, whether it's, you know, having, you know, schools are starting to kind of have some football practices. I think, I mean, kids are just itching to get back out and, and do what, you know, do what they do. Just get to be kids and play sports. And yeah, I just hope it, we can kind of keep it, keep it going. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, they just, there's to have the interaction with, other kids and friends and and that just kind of had had been taken away for a while so that has been good so that's been a nice um you know at least we've had some of that this summer and you know the mj's been going strong and this past weekend we had the trustmark pga which is is a cool event Uh, it was at at reunion where it's got it's done by the gulf states pga which is the pga of america section Mm -hmm. that encompasses mississippi Uh, so you had a pro division and an amateur division so uh, it's an it's really only tournament like this where you yeah. where you can kind of play with the pros and you know uh, it's it's a lot of club pros so uh, our friend Kyle Ellis who he was on the program he was on the podcast and uh, I guess he was in it last year first of this year yeah uh, he won it pretty handily he was he finished at twelve under um, 
He must not be teaching any lessons. He must be playing a lot of golf. He, Kyle's a good player. <laughs> he is. He uh, he 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 reached back into some of his professional days. It sounds like and um, really put it put a good a good week together. Um, so he was twelve under. Uh, Kyle Ramey finished in second. Uh, he's at Cambridge and Hattiesburg. Thomas Watkins at Lake Carolina, and then Ollie Thompson, who is at Deerfield, kind of rounded out the top three on the professional side. There there is an amateur. Um, where we had a pretty full field there and some other really good scores there. Trey Denton uh, won that at 12 under total. Um, I believe he fired a final round 60, I think it was 64. Gee. Um, yeah, 64 uh, to win that really by one shot over Joe Durante. Uh He was one shot back. Um we shot 71 the last day. So, yeah, Trey really played played well. And then some of the other guys we're, are used to seeing, you know, Benji Nelson, he's had a strong summer. He finished top third, you know, tied in third place, tied for third. Uh, Eddie Brush was in there at sixth. You got some of these other – a few other college kids. Um, Griffin Agent, Ross Bell just outside the um, top ten. So, you know, you've got MGA stuff that's kind of clicking along. Um you know, they have canceled some things and moved some things around. I know that the state mid-am got moved to October, and uh, hopefully all those things will still happen. But, yeah, there's there's more and more things happening, and you're seeing more and more of these fundraising and club events going on too. So, you know, I've been spending some time on the calendar, and there's there's a lot more things happening. And, and um, you know, I think people are just ready to get out and play and you know, these six-mans and these four-mans and these club events, and we've got, you know, your charity events, and there's just there's a lot of stuff out there you can find to play in really all over the state. Yeah, no, I think that's just fun for – I mean, for everybody. Like, you got the guys that want to compete at the highest levels, and then you got, you know, those of us that just want to get out and play a little bit or play in a tournament here and there, and there's, there's opportunities right now, and that's, you know, I mean – being stuck at home all the time or just going back and forth to work without kind of a whole lot of regular regular life it sure is refreshing to get to go to a golf course every now and then yeah. so you just trying to melt when you get out there i know it right? is brutal it is about time where my golf season ends for a little while because <laughs> it's just too hot well we're gonna you know as as we're you know a golfer we're trying to always find Folks that want to that want to hop on the podcast, that want to talk about golf. Folks that want to you know talk about their programs, talk about their careers, want to talk about their profession, you know any of that kind of stuff. And then we are you know working hard to get those people. And like Matt said, working on the calendar a ton. So yeah, we love, love anything out there. If you know of uh, a fundraiser or um, club event, yeah, I'm trying to find them as people get posting them on social media and things like that. But um, we have an email for that set up, don't we? I think we do, and I can't remember it off the top of my head. I think it's tournaments at msgolfer.net. I think it is tournaments. And, it, you know, always you can shoot us a message on Facebook or you can, you know, go to the website msgolfer.net and just fill out the contact card there on the Contact Us page and, and shoot it to us, and we'll we'll for sure get it posted and, and do our best to post it. So Yeah, we'll start promoting some of these and trying to do a better job of that. And, and we want to have a, a comprehensive statewide calendar, so we're – no, that's really not something that can be found anywhere else. And we're trying. I know a lot of people are looking for things to play in. For that reason, they've been playing at home and just want to go play in some kind of fun event somewhere, somewhere different maybe. Um, 
so there, there's, there's a lot of them out there. I think the fall is going to be full of events to play in uh, all over the place. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I think that about that about gets it for this week, Matt. Anything in closing? No, I think that's it. There's a lot going on. We're we're going to keep an eye on Davis Riley and, and really hope we can talk about a third win for him soon and, you know, just see how these guys finish out this summer in this first, you know, half of the season. No doubt. We all, everybody, stay cool outside, and we will uh, we'll talk to you next time. Have a good one, Matt. All right, you too. Thank you for listening to the Mississippi Golfer Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Want more? Find us online at msgolfer.net. And also, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. <laughs>